At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. The Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross and Mike Pritchard coming at you from South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Pritch, it is a Sunday morning. I was telling the guys, Stephen and Kevin, before the show began, that when I was a kid, in my youth, I would wake up breakfast at Wimbledon. Okay. It was such a big deal in, in my household. Not so much for my parents. They mm-hmm. didn't care. But I played <laughs> high school tennis, and I thought, you know, one day I'll be a pro tennis player. So I'd watch the Johnny Max and the Jimmy Connors and the Stefan Edbergs and the Swedish Invasion in the 80s and the 90s. It was, like, such a big deal to me. Right. As you get older, I, it's still a big deal to me. Okay. Right? But then this year, it felt like Nick Kyrgios, who is the Australian, taking on Novak Djokovic, who, by the way, if he wins today, would be the second oldest major champion ever at Wimbledon at 35 mm-hmm. years of age. The oldest is still Roger Federer back in 2017. And I started to think to myself, if Curious was American, I think there would be such a bigger buzz today. Okay. At least in the United States. Right. Because, you know, you've got the Serb and the, and the Aussie, and sometimes we get very, you know, we want to see our Serenas, and we want to see our, our American uh, tennis players over there because he's got that, that Andre Agassi personality right. of the 90s. Yeah, he does. I mean, I don't know much about him, but from what you were telling me, he kind of reminded me of Agassi. Like a bad boy we were, we were talking about that before the show. And growing up here in Vegas, I mean, 
uh, if Agassi was on television, oh we're watching him, right? Huge <laughs> and so, deal. Yeah, it was incredible. I, my, I had blinders on at this time of year uh, oh, through you, my youth. Sure. Because you're I mean, football, football, football. Gearing up for camp, and I mean, we were, we were days away from two a days. At you, this you point, you were watching Wimbledon having uh, <laughs> no, breakfast. The champions. No, it was not having. Was it cream and strawberries? Yeah, what strawberries is it? and cream. Strawberries exactly and cream. Exactly right. We that would do way that. Too. We would try to do that. Like my parents were like, do you want strawberries and cream? I'm like, damn, I don't want strawberries and cream. I'm like, what is cream and strawberries? Or strawberries and cream? <laughs> it's not that good. It's a no. bit overrated. Yeah. You guys put some sugar on there. Or something, yeah, it's you? basically oatmeal. And okay. You throw some strawberries in there okay. and then put a little cream in there. You know, because like my grandmother, she's Welsh. And grandma, when she came and lived with us in the 80s, she would always put uh, milk in her tea. Ooh, okay. It was a very Welsh mm-hmm. thing to do. Right, right. It's kind of like that strawberries and cream type feel to okay. it. I don't know that I'd recommend it. I don't think you're missing anything, American people out there. Uh, but that's something that we would try to do. By the way, uh, Curious won the first set nice. against Djokovic 6-4. Mm-hmm. But Joker right now, it looks like uh, order is being restored. He's up a break, and he's riding that out 4-1 right now in the second. As a former tennis player, mm-hmm. or retired tennis player. Yeah, just get older. Um, <laughs> you just got older, right? <laughs> Um, can you see this? I mean, it's going to go five, right? I mean, it's got that feel to it. It's got that five. Okay. So if you're betting this, I mean, uh, in game, right, right now, do you kind of approach it that way? Well, you can. And uh, Djokovic, by the way, is is something that's pretty amazing. When, when Nadal retired, Mm -hmm. And so we knew he couldn't go in the semifinals. We were trying to get that price on the show on Friday's show. Okay. And the first price I believe we got, Stephen Bond, was Curios was plus 550. Okay, plus 550. Mm-hmm. You know what the number closed at? Mm-mm. I believe it closed around plus 280, 285 for Curious. It came down almost $3. Wow. The betting public was on Curious a little bit right now as Djokovic has this this break. It's back up to almost there. Uh, Nick Curious now is plus 240. Okay. Novak's minus 350. How about that? So it, it's it's going back to – it feels like it's going to be level sets here uh, at 1-1. The only thing – and I heard a comedian say this once, and I don't know if it makes any sense to you. In tennis and the scoring, you have – it's not 1-0 for the first point, 2-0, right. 3-0, the first one to four. Mm-hmm. When they go 15-love, right. love, 30-love, 30-15, then 40. What happens to the extra five? <laughs> I don't know. Why not 45? <laughs> Why do they go 40? <laughs> That's a good question. It, it, it just seems like it's arbitrary. It's a great 15, question. 15, 30, 40. And then the tiebreaker just throws you completely off, I think we go, we go ads. We don't even <laughs> right. go plus one. We just go add your name, add my name. Sure. Like some of the scoring in Tennessee is a little bit off. But right now, uh, Kyrgios is looking like this thing might be level sets uh, if he can't figure out a way to break back. before one Djokovic right there uh, in, the first, in the second set. We'll keep you up. Updated there. Also, the Scottish Open's going on. Uh, and before we get into our football today, we're going to have Will Hill join us later on. We'll talk some more golf with Will. Thomas Gable's going to join us in hour number two. And Wes Reynolds, rather. We're going to talk a lot of golf with Wes. Yes. With Will, we'll get some baseball and football as well. Um, but we were talking a little bit before the show. Like, you know, we're getting up for the for the uh, the British Open. They call it the Open mm-hmm. over there. They don't put the British in, in front of it. We do as Americans. And Rory McIlroy said a lot of interesting comments leading up to this week. And he said... He feels like he's defending a crown. He didn't want to major in eight years. Right. But somehow he feels like as the kind of the torchbearer now for the PGA Tour against the Live Tour guys, he feels like, I don't know if it's an added responsibility. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing if you want to bet Rory next week. Right? But he also said there's no place for Live Golf in golf. Mm -hmm. And then he said we need to sit down at the table and come to a resolution. What is that? He has a collection of statements going on right now. I think that's what happens, Dave, when you take a week off uh, prior to. And everybody uh, asks you questions. Uh, everybody's about the other... asking you because they have access to you. I yep. mean, you think about all the other top players right now. They're playing the Scottish Open. I mean, outside of everybody knows where Tiger's at. Right. But, but Tiger is not 
the mantle carrier right now. You know, he Tiger. He's not the torchbearer for the tour right, anymore. Right, right, right. I mean, he's still the most popular golfer out there, but yet he's not involved. He's like Jack. Right, He's exactly. like a figurehead, a legend of the sport, but he's not like an active week-in, week-out PGA Tour member. You're right. just not going to see him at the events like you're going to see Rory. Whereas Rory is that guy, though. He yeah. is. I mean, would you say he's the most popular guy in golf right now? I mean, I, from a name recognition, worldwide name recognition. Yes. I mean, uh, he, the way that he came out with comments so strongly about Liv uh, and certainly supporting the, uh, the PGA, uh, and then he goes out there and wins the Canadian Open, all that stuff. And so, I mean, it, it's, it's, like, it's like Rory is the most popular golfer to have access to right now, and therefore we're hearing from him, which I, I don't know how you navigate this situation, though. I, I, I know that it's more popular – for you to support the tour, mm. right? If you are a tour member, but then you see live and you see the impact of it a little bit. I mean, it's not felt throughout, but you can tell it's getting under the skin of some people though. There's no doubt about it. And, and again, even in football, and I'm sure for the USFL people in the eighties that are old enough to remember it, like I am, the money they threw at college kids mm -hmm. coming out, right? It's almost like, how, how do you say no? I, you have to know that these players are looking at those players at the Live Tour. And my, while they might say one thing, they're going, they're getting what? <laughs> exactly. And they have to play less? Right. And the fans are loving the experience so far, like the Portland event. I, I just wonder at some point, and then Roy said, ultimately it could be good for golf. Mm -hmm. Well, how is that? If it can't, doesn't have a place in golf, how could it be good for golf? There's a lot of conflicting messages. And the point really is, after we get through the Open next week, right. this thing isn't going away, people. No, it's not. We're hearing rumors of Hideki Matsuyama, mm -hmm. Ricky Fowler's of the world. So we'll find out if those rumors are true. But it, to, to think that this is just going to be an aberration and that you and I aren't having the same conversation in three months right. is naive. This well, thing is not going away. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, so we're going to have the Open, uh, the fourth major, the fifth major of the year, and this is the final major, right? Yeah, that's it. So, okay, think about it this way. There's not going to be another Jack or Tiger. Nobody's going to approach that many wager, major wins, right? I mean, we, we all marveled at what Tiger was doing and, and certainly trying to chase Jack and uh, supportive of that, too, because man, he could do it. Right. But there's not another golfer out there, including Rory. I don't care. You name a golfer that's going to impact golf the way that those two gentlemen did, right? And so, I mean, I can see these younger golfers or these popular golfers saying, you know what, I can get some cash. I can get a bag of money right now from Liv and still go back to the PGA for, for some prestige if I need it. But I'm never going to catch those two. That's why I think the, the, the PGA Tour players are most upset about with the, with the Liv players, that the mm. Liv players took the money grab, right. and now they still want the prestige of trying to play in the PGA Tour with the lawsuits and all those things. It, it almost feels like the PGA Tour players are saying, Go. You want to go? Go. But don't come back to our tour. Mm. If you were playing today and the USFL is going on, which it is, but it's not the same USFL that was really trying yeah. to poach the top players of the NFL, right. would you get tired of me as a media member saying, Mike Pritchard, would you take the extra money and go play in the USFL? You know what is fascinating? Because uh, the USFL was interesting when you did have the money grab. Herschel and... Uh, Flutie oh, and, and Jim uh, Kelly, Jim Kelly right right? Uh, Steve Young. I mean, all these guys, right? And um, but then when I got drafted, I remember the Rocket going to Canada. That's right for the money. That's right. Uh, and so it wasn't a disrespect thing; it was his choice. You know, and I'm trying to put myself back into my shoes at the time when when I'm like, you know, that's good. I mean, he's going to go get some great money up there in Canada. That's what he wants to do. But I want to go to the National Football League. You know, if Canada came knocking on my door with a, with a bag, 
um, it would have been interesting. But yeah, the NFL well, came knocking <laughs> on my door with a bag. So it wasn't even That's the uh, thing, because the NFL is the top dog. Right. They are giving the right. top salaries. And so we, it's really – it's almost unfair to compare the two mm-hmm. as I try to do that because Live Golf is, is paying these guys exorbitantly more. Right. Than what yeah, the it PGA crazy about. It's crazy mm-hmm. money that they're throwing at these guys. So it's not going away. By the way, Stephen Bond just told me that Tiger Woods, who, by the way, we saw a lot of bets out there. A big bet came in, I believe, uh, 40 to 1 for Tiger at BetMGM. I've seen some shops as high as 90 to 1 wow. on Tiger next okay. week. Apparently, this is how rumors get started. Uh, Tiger playing a little bit over there in Edinburgh. <laughs> he just drove the green on a par four. Mm-hmm. That change your your opinion of Tiger? Well, so I was thinking about this. I cannot <laughs> wait to talk to Wes Reynolds a little bit later on in the program because this course isn't tough to walk, no, is it? No, no, no. It's a flat. course. It's, it's a flat, course. baby. <laughs> exactly. It's flat. We so can wait a minute now. And he can get some rollout on yeah. some of these drives, and he's going to use the irons, and we know how efficient he is with irons. Can he putt? I mean, because I don't think fatigue is going to be a factor. He doesn't have to climb hills and all this stuff. So if he can avoid some bunkers out there, um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to get some more intel from West, though. I saw one thing, one stat, uh, excuse me, one, one, one prop, that Tiger, I believe, is minus 120 to make the cut, okay. even money to miss it. Okay. That's dangerous because that I was getting dangerous. plus money at the, at the uh, Masters, mm-hmm. which he cashed for me. I got plus money for him. I don't know how he made the cut at the PGA. I really don't because he could barely walk. Yeah. That's the one he had to withdraw from uh, before Sunday. But it, in hindsight, it's actually more incredible to me that he made those cuts. So now that he's almost expected 40 to 1 at Bet MGM mm-hmm. is what you're seeing. Okay. Is that, I, I'd love the plus money, but you're not going to get it. And then when Stephen Bond puts out this breaking news of driving the green, people like me are going to get really excited about it. Yeah, what's the weather like, though, when he drove the green? Yeah, I mean, well, apparently over there, and I don't know how it works over there in Scotland, Yeah, that weather changes, like, in an instant. Yeah, I like mean. Like, one second it's beautiful, and the next perfect second. Perfect no wind, and all of a sudden, <laughs> gale force winds and hurricanes, something like that. The sea was angry yeah. that day, mm-hmm. my friend. So we'll find, we'll keep you updated on what's going on across the pond in Wimbledon and uh, the Scottish Open as well. But when we come back, let's talk all things NFL. going to break down the AFC West. Next on the Lombardi Line of Easton, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summer special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. NFL preseason coverage. Pritchett's coming right around the corner. Premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Back alongside the aforementioned Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross, and right now there is drama going on. I believe we've got uh, a race going on. Stephen, where is this race going on right now? In Austria, and there was a car on fire. Mm -hmm. Now, look, as long as the driver's okay, then I want to see it. It appears that the driver's okay. But you literally had a car on fire. Oh, yeah. I'm not in that car. Thank no. Goodness. I mean, those things are stripped oh. down, too. They're pretty much uh, gas tank and driver, right? That's it. That's it. So, so very yeah. fortunate there. By the way, Nick Kyrgios with a great opportunity here. He's down 5-3. Give me some emotion. That's what I love of players with emotion. Okay. I love 40. So he's got triple break point here to get back on serve right. in this second set against Joker. And he's Joker. already up a set. And already so up a set. There goes that five set. Uh, potentially. <laughs> okay, potentially five set match here. Uh, Kyrgios down to plus $1.55 right now in a live betting market. You mentioned that a uh, young Mike Pritchard right now would be locked in getting ready for camp. Mm -hmm. Okay, here, here we are in almost mid-July at this point. The Chiefs have been the team in the AFC West that you look at and you go, well, just pencil them in. Pat Mahomes, and even before that, Alex Smith, they're pretty darn good as well. So now they are still the favorites, but a much shorter favorite this year at plus money, plus $1.50. So when you look at the Chiefs now, we know they don't have Tyreek Hill. Right. Uh, defensively, they feel like they're getting better on paper. 
you draft Edge here in the first round. Just a, a simple question. I don't know if it's a simple answer. Should they still be the favorite in this division? I mean, until you knock them off, they should be, right? Uh, even from a betting standpoint, we can all look uh, at the Chargers, look at the Broncos, look at the Raiders even. Everybody's going to improve, and that's what happens each and every year. Everybody improves, but until you knock them off uh, within a division, yeah, absolutely, I think you got to look at the Chiefs as a favorite. Uh, for me, though, an understanding windows and time, turnover, and how much time you truly have with a particular roster, uh, they're at the threshold of that. Oh, boy. They're, they're at the four-year mark, right? So that window still is open. Um, it's cracked. But it's cracked. Yeah, and it's closing. It's not opening. I mean, it was mm. wide open for four years, right, yep. if you think about it. And uh, you're familiar with this with the Cowboys, their run. Uh, what's unprecedented certainly was with the uh, Patriots and Bill Belichick and right. Tom Brady. That's unprecedented. But I, I don't know if Andy Reid and – and um, Patrick Mahomes understand the turnover aspect of it as much as Belichick and Brady did. I mean, Belichick openly said, okay, one year too soon, or certainly the philosophy is, okay, one year too soon is always better than one year too late. Uh, so they're always looking to upgrade the roster or improve the roster or change the roster. Whereas now the Chiefs, I think, unexpectedly uh, have to deal with roster changes. Wow. One Tyreek Hill. Right, I mean, one superstar like that. So we'll see how they handle it. I think uh, it's the name of the game in the National Football League. You're at, you're at that four-year mark with a run as a dynasty. Uh, to me, they are going to come back to the pack here. It feels like it. And again, normally I go quarterback, coach, I trust. And mm -hmm. of course, right. you're going to trust that. But I think it's a great point that the window, just because you have quarterback, coach, doesn't always stay open forever. It's not in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to get better in the roster. I think they did. Okay. Do you think the Tyree Kill trade – in hindsight now, because I know it was a shock to the system when it happened. What? They're trading Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Do you think, in essence, that was the wise move by the organization to say, all right, we're not going to pay him the money he wants. Miami, go ahead and do that, and we'll get the rest of the roster a little bit better. Well, I think it's an indicator because, in actuality, they could pay Tyreek Hill if they mm. wanted to. They didn't want to. Wow. See, that, that's the, the secret about – it's not really a secret. But, I mean, if a, if a team wants to pay you, they'll pay you. They'll, they'll jump through hoops and uh, jump over hurdles to get something done if they really want you. But if they feel like, okay, we can move on and we want to do something different, then we're not going to pay that guy a particular amount of money. Uh, and I think when I look at the roster, that's what the Chiefs want to do. They want to reinvent themselves, right? Uh, if people are going to drop eight guys in coverage mm. and Patrick Mahomes has a tendency uh, to not be patient with that, we're going to force him to be patient. We're going to get him more into controlled situations at the line of scrimmage with the true essence of the West Coast offense. And I think that's what the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy wants to move towards uh, with the passing game. Uh, but that Patrick Mahomes, is has, he's going to have to emerge that way with that patience, that pure pocket patience, and get away from the air raid element that made him spectacular, that also helped Tyreek Hill become a spectacular player as well. Yeah, and that is interesting that – the game plan is actually to make Patrick Mahomes mortal, right? So we'll give up the stuff in between, but what we're not going to give you is we're going to really switch the looks once you get down in the red zone. Right. And it felt like he was superhuman and could do anything for the longest time. It, he's still Patrick Mahomes. We sure. get that. But is that the right strategy is to say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to test your patience and see if you can be patient when you have to be patient inside the red zone. Yeah, I mean, Hank Stram, I mean, just go back to, to those days when you're talking about 
matriculating the ball down the field, right? And, keep matriculating the ball down the field, <laughs> boys. Keep, keep, keep doing it, guys. But, you know, it's one thing to be able to make big plays, which we see Patrick Mahomes from college. That's what he's about, escaping a pocket and throwing the ball vertically down the field. He's trying to throw the ball out the stadium. Remember those days? Yeah, I do. But as you get older and teams adjust to you, you have to control the game offensively, which will help your defense as well. Uh, so I, I think what the Chiefs want to do is they're going to have to tinker with it but, uh, at, at the same time. But no Tyreek Hill on the field, you are going to be different. That, that is the speed demon. And that's an element that helped you mightily through your dynasty days. Now, I, I dug this up, Dave. You'll appreciate this. Okay. Yards after the catch for receivers. You got Cooper Cup number one last year, Debo Samuel, uh, Jamar Chase, incredible. Devontae Adams, by the way, we just talked about mm-hmm. those guys yesterday. Austin Eckler, Godwin, and guess who was number seven? And it was with the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey. It's Kelsey. So think about that for a minute. Tariq Hill, yards after the catch, wasn't the leading uh, weapon on the team. No, it's the bowling ball, right? It's it's, it's Kelsey just bouncing people off. It's the matchups you can create with Kelsey, too, Mm. and how you use Kelsey. So uh, I, I think he's the ultimate weapon within the offense. But if this is a more controlled offense, you still have the yards after the catch element with uh, Travis Kelsey, which will still help your offense. Mahomes right now about 9-1 to one to win the MVP. The, the win total for this team is 10.5. And, a half. and mm-hmm. the cor- there is a correlation that if they can win the division again, right, and again, it's still plus money right now to win right. the division. And remember, regular season award people. So forget about what might happen in the postseason, right? And we saw that last year with Aaron Rodgers, who won back-to-back MVPs, and they lose in the first in their first game against San Francisco. So that doesn't matter. Do you think if they win what is regarded as on paper to be arguably the toughest division in the history of regular season pro football, that at nine to one there could be value there for for Mahomes at MVP? Because I don't see another scenario where if they win the division, they cash the win total over minus a dollar fifteen to get to at least eleven wins, and they win this just knock down, drag out division. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be like Allen's a favorite at seven to one. Everybody's expecting them to win the East for the first time. You and I are having a conversation that we go, no, the chiefs might not be the betting favorite or, or in our eyes, the betting favorite in that division. Sure. Absolutely. I, you know what? I, I guess you could look at that. There's some value right there. I mean, the narrative could still favor Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did not lead the National Football League in passing yards nope. last year, but yet he won back-to-back MVPs. I, you know, it's, it's going to be about the moments. The Kansas City is going to have the moments, the, the matchups too, the, the the fact that we can watch Patrick Holmes do great things. He's got to limit interceptions. He made a lot of mistakes last year. Uh, if he's a highly efficient quarterback, if he truly is that pocket passer, like an Aaron Rodgers is, escapes the pocket to make a big player to make something happen, and when he has to, then yeah, I can see the narrative shifting towards his direction and, and, and also support coming that way for Patrick Mahomes to be MVP this year. Yeah, because, again, narrative-driven awards. I mm-hmm. think that is the key. So I think what people did is they looked at what happened with Green Bay. They saw the Jordan Love game when Rodgers couldn't go with the COVID or whatever the reasons were back then. And then they go, boy, that, Jared, Jordan Love can't play. Right. Like the Chiefs, if they can win this division, they're going to go, well, they don't even have Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So Pat Mahomes did all that, Patrick. So, like, I don't want his mom getting mad. That's right. So, like, all of a sudden, that, that's how that narrative gets driven, where people are like, Patrick Mahomes is mm-hmm. the reason why. The, Aaron Rodgers is the reason why the Packers uh, were the number one seed in the NFC last year. So, I think that those things do, you have to take those things into account. And we're going to get deeper into this division uh, throughout the show. One more thing I need to throw in there. Bring it. So, they had two guys in the top ten yards after the catch. Oh. Receiving yards after the catch. 
Michael Hardman? Yes. Think about that. Uh, Terry wow. Kill. Yeah, Kelsey and didn't, Hardman didn't uh, see in that. the top 10. Right? Wow. So my point is you're going to add Juju. You're going to add some other players, uh, Valdez, Scantling Jr. and all this. I mean, you're going to add, but you're also going to be more efficient, which I think if you're Kansas City at this point, reinventing yourself as everybody's caught up to you in the league. Uh, very quickly before we go to break, I mentioned that Nick Kyrgios had three break points to get it back even. He didn't get any of them. <laughs> okay. So Novak Djokovic has even up this match at one game apiece, uh, one set apiece. And right now they're playing the first game of the third set. Kyrgios in the changeover, this is where I get worried as a Kyrgios backer. He went a little McEnroe on me. Mm. He's, he's just getting, he gets so fired up. Mm -hmm. And now Djokovic has a break point to start the third set. Uh-oh. My, uh. <laughs> My Curios play is starting to get in jeopardy. We'll discuss more and come back and talk about what the Broncos and Chargers are going to look like in this division as well. Come on back. It is the Lombardi line of these and these sports betting network. Want you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. So visit vison.com slash horses for all the details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Back here alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line, keeping a watchful eye. We mentioned we got a good one going on at Wimbledon in the final there. Uh, right now, one love in the third set mm -hmm. for Nick Kyrgios. He does hold serve, but it's getting intense. These guys are going at a lot of emotion going on here. Feels like Yvonne Lendl back in the days for you old people like me in the 80s. <laughs> Love that stuff. Uh, there's going to be a lot of emotion in the NFC in the uh, AFC West this year. It, it does feel like, I don't know if it's a mythical title that you can win as the, the hardest division to win in the history of pro football, but I'm sure these guys are looking at it like, we're up for the challenge. And what I did like in the offseason, there wasn't one team in this division that backed down. They It was like an arms race. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay. Chiefs, you're doing this? Fine. You know what San Diego's going to do? Excuse me. L.A. is going to do? They're going to go out and get some defense. Right. We're going to get some help for our stud quarterback there in Justin Herbert. And now you look at the Superchargers, and if you think they're going to make the playoffs, you've got to lay a little bit, minus $1.50. Win total, same as the Chiefs, mm -hmm. 10.5. But it is juiced. You get a little plus money if you want to bet that over to get to 11. Win the division, plus 250. Juicy number there. But I guess the question is, do you trust the head coach, Boy Genius 2.0? Because Brandon Staley, you know, he comes from the Sean McVay tree. Right. He's the original Boy Genius in sure, my eyes, sure. right? Until he got slapped around by Bill Belichick in that Super Bowl. But Staley feels like he's got a ready-made team. I mean, the cover wasn't bare when he took it over for Anthony Lynn. So I know this is not an analytics conversation. I'm not trying to get it on the analytics community because you need to blend those two things in. But he also has to realize, how do I win a football game? That's your job, number one, as head coach. It's not to win the analytics war. It's to win the game, Herm Edwards. Mm -hmm. Do you trust Brandon Staley in this unit either to, A, make the playoffs and, and lay that number, B, get over 10.5 wins, or C, win the division at plus 250? So Staley goes 9-8 and eight in his first year as head coach with the Chargers. Uh, Anthony Lynn's first year as head coach with the Chargers was 9-7. and seven. Mm. <laughs> um, and then it did turn into 12 and four and then obviously five and 11 then seven and nine. Okay. Going to make a coaching change. Sure. Um, you always got to start at the top. I, I think the Spanos family is going through the game of Thrones situation like the Broncos did. So you start there uh, and work your, work your way down as a better. Um, can they be stable within the organization? Can they, you know, allow those dynamics in the front office to 
separate themselves from what's going to happen on the field. Because on the field, this roster is spectacular. It really looks I good. I mean, it is off the charts. But we have to focus on Staley. We have to. Because it's like Raheem Morris last year with the Rams. When he was a D coordinator in Atlanta, he was garbage. <laughs> now with the Rams, he's a head coaching candidate again, right? How about that? <laughs> How about that? So you look at Staley, he's a head coaching candidate with that Rams defense. Um, and now as a head coach with, with the Chargers, boy genius, uh, he got in the way last year. He's got to get out the way and stay out the way, Dave. Mm-hmm. The I, roster is way too good and, and too uh, is loaded to where the head coach inserts himself and, and becomes the problem. He's got to let these players figure it out on the field. He's too good. Uh, he should recognize that as head coaches here. I think it's a great point, and I think it's well said. And, again, I, I, I believe that Brandon Staley can be that guy. Mm-hmm. I do. And, and the roster's been upgraded from last year for a team that somehow missed the playoffs. I, I still can't believe they were winning the division late in the year and right. some that they go from uh, the penthouse to the outhouse all the way out. So I, I hope that he's learned from those. Some people don't call them mistakes. I do because, mm-hmm. again, I'm a bottom-line guy. And I know if you're holding the ticket on the Chargers last year to make the playoffs, you think he did not do his job as a head coach as well. So when you look at the changes that they've made, I mean, especially defensively. Right. When you get a J.C. Jackson and a Cleo Mack uh, to go opposite Nick Bosa, I mean, I love what they've done in the offseason. I don't want to say it's too good to fail because we've seen great teams on paper that do fail. But they feel like they're loaded for bear. Well, they drafted well, too. I mean, just think about uh, Kenneth Murray, uh, the linebacker from OU. You oh, know, yeah. you still got Derwin James Packing staying healthy. Sheet. Yeah, I mean, they are loaded. Sante Samuel Jr. is on this roster. Uh, you know, Callahan's one of those better corner nickel cornerbacks out there, too. So uh, this is a roster, even with injury. I mean, you can go into the 40s uh, with this roster. Uh, so that carries over to special teams too. That's something I look at. How deep are how deep is the roster? Are you are you twenty five deep? Okay, now you're starting. And if you start getting hurt, uh, you're, you're going to fall off. You're going to mm. fall off like Thelma and Louise with the cliff, right? <laughs> uh, but if you have a roster deep into the forties, that's going to bolster your special teams units too. So um, I, I look at the Chargers that way. They are well into the forties with a, a really good roster. It's just a coach. I, I hope this guy is not arrogant enough to not have learned from his mistakes last year. Amen. I mean, again, that's exactly where I am, too, with this football team. I did play them when the number was better before all the moves in the offseason mm-hmm. to win the AFC. So I feel like I got a good number. I feel like I got a good roster. Now it's incumbent. The head coach has got to be better. And right. if he is, which he can be, this is not a knock saying he can't do it. It's just a, a reality of the NFL. The coach can't be the reason why you lose games. No. Not in this league. I mean, they, players are going to go in that locker room and go, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, like, we, we got to make decisions here, sound decisions, to win the game. Right. We get what you're trying to do. You got to do it. That's the fast track of losing a locker room. And you think about the dynamic of this, this team, too, that locker room. Justin Herbert, he's the young one. He's the leader. But yet, look at all the veterans around him, though. I'm talking about all pros, too. Yeah. Uh, and people that established themselves in this league. And then you have a quarterback that oh. threw for over 5,000 yards last year. Went head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes. Could have swept the Chiefs. Could have came close, uh, but this quarterback is off the charts good uh, when it comes to his ability, uh, throwing the football, how he can get the ball down the field, uh, his courage in the pocket, his presence on the field too. He's a natural leader out there as well as his, the talent, the skill set uh, to lead a team to a Super Bowl. So you have to recognize that as an organization. You know, Like I said, the dynamic with the front office is different. Uh, but if Staley can keep that locker room together and certainly be better as head coach, uh, big things are in store for the Chargers, I believe, this year. 10-1 to 1 for Herbert to win the MVP. We mentioned Mahomes 9-1. to 1. Mm-hmm. 
Rodgers is the two-time reigning defending, also 10-1. to Brady, 8-1. to Allen, 7-1. So he's on that short list. Um, I, I still worry. It's amazing because maybe it's because when he came out of Oregon, and yeah, he's a top-10 pick. Right. I don't think people saw this coming from what they saw with the quack attack. And then all of a sudden, you get here and you go, wow, this kid's special. Right. What is it? Is it it's not just the height in the arm. Yeah. He's got the measurables. But what have you seen so far from him as he goes into year number three that you go, yeah, he's kind of a guy in that short list for MVP camp. Oh, I'll take you back. I talked to uh, a former GM uh, about Justin Herbert, a uh, longtime GM in the league, too, uh, at the time when he was contemplating coming out his junior year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, Elway and the Broncos had five uh, at that point, And they went up there. They went up there to look at Herbert. Um, it was advised to Herbert that he should stay in for another year. Wow. And it wasn't because of his skill set, though. What this GM told me, former GM told me, was that his maturity level. He needed to handle the media. He needed to handle – he needed to become a franchise quarterback. Wow. He wasn't ready to do that after his junior year. But after his senior year, it wasn't about his skill set, Dave. It was more about handling himself as a franchise quarterback. And so far, he's done that. So the maturity level is there. The skill set, everybody knew about that. Hmm. Right. And so uh, it's just, did he land in the right place, though, with the Chargers? Uh, Because you think about Eli Manning not wanting to go to the Chargers for a lot of reasons. This organization, give credit to Phillip Rivers for going through it uh, and playing at a high level. But uh, historically, this organization has just not supported their key players like a franchise quarterback, though. That's so intriguing to me because what it sounds like is he became the anti Ryan Leaf. When Leaf came in, yep. came in, he wasn't ready. Right. Whether the physical dimension, remember Leaf, big, strong kid right there with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Who's going to go one? Manning went one. Leaf went two. The rest, as the kids say, is history. But that maturity level is so important. We've seen it. You can look every year. Right. You can look every year. And look, Baker Mayfield, again, when Cleveland went and got Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. their take on it was now we have an adult in the room. That was after four years of being a quarterback in Cleveland. Right. So some guys, and execs know it, and players know it, if they're ready. And Herbert, I don't know anything about the kid, but it feels like he talks softly but carries a big stick. No, he's ready. He's well-respected, too. It's just, okay, where are you going to land? Like, if Herbert would have landed with a stable franchise, then uh, could he have had a career start like Patrick Mahomes, going to playoffs and going to Super Bowls? Who knows? But, you know, Patrick Mahomes, if he goes to the Chargers, is he still doing the same thing? I mean, Mm. a lot of it is landing spot or stabilization of an organization. Uh, But if Herbert can fight through what he's fighting through, certainly he has, played at a high level as a player, but the team now needs to – turn the corner and get to the playoffs and go through the playoffs as well. Uh, very quickly, too, when I look at uh, just some of these other prop scenarios that are out there, when you look at how they're going to score, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. We're mm-hmm. trying to gauge some of those prop players out there of, of receiving touchdowns, right. passing touchdowns. Are they going to vulture this with Austin Eckler when you get inside the red zone? Because it does feel like a balanced offense when they get down there. It just doesn't have to be Justin Herbert trying to you know squid, uh, fit a square peg into a round hole. Right, right. No, I, I think they can be efficient. Uh, Austin Eckler went in the top 10 in terms of yards have to catch as a receiver, too. So, and as a running back. Um, I, I think the offensive line is going to be improved this year, too. Mike Williams has his money. 
Um, you know, you, you have some key players out there uh, to be explosive. Keenan Allen, I mean, all these guys can do it. They can get it done. It's just a quarterback and how, how great he is so far in his career uh, to carry him through, carry him over that hurdle, though. 36 and a half is the over-under for p- passing touchdowns yeah. for Justin Herbert this year. E- even money juiced evenly at minus $1.10. Okay, when we come back, Will Hill's going to join us here. We'll also ask Will about the AFC West, which way he'd make that handicap at which number. Uh, keep it locked right here. It's the Lombardi line of Easton. Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
thousand baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences on Sunday. You can place a $25 one-game parlay on any MLB game. You're going to receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just log into your account, download the app, or sign up with BetMGM to get a $10 free bet to use on any sport when you place a $25 one-game parlay on any MLB game. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. MLB trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. We keep looking up at Kyrgios and Djokovic right now, two all in the third set. Mm-hmm. It feels like a football game. It kind of does. We're hitting shots between <laughs> the legs, a right. lot of emotion, these guys going back and forth. So uh, right now in the betting market, it looks like Djokovic still about a $3 betting favorite. But uh, right now, this third set could be very pivotal going forward. We'll keep you posted on the live betting market there. We bring in... Not the Will Hill. That's what he is on Twitter. But he is the real Will Hill when he joins us here each and every week on VEASAN. Uh, Will, we've been having a conversation about the AFC West. I'm giving it a mythical title of the toughest division in the history of pro football to win. It feels like every team except for the Raiders win totals about 10 and a half. And the Chiefs are still the betting favorite. But you're getting plus money with the Chiefs. Do you roll with the old guard, which is now Kansas City? Or do you think New Blood is going to win this division this year? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Pritch. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm watching the Wimbledon, too, by the way. There's a lot of pressure on this chair umpire. Anytime Kyrgios is playing, there's, you just feel stressed out for the, the chair umpire because he is an adventure. Uh, <laughs> I think you put it well here. I think it's the Chiefs. I think if you can get plus money on them, look, uh, we were watching that game on the green zone last year where they just completely folded against Cincy. They're up 21 to three. All right. They give him a screen touchdown to P Ryan to make it 21, 10. Didn't seem like a big deal. They come down the field. They have it first and goal with the one about to go up 28 to 10. The next thing you know, I don't know if Mahomes was concussed. They could not get a first down in the second half. Mm. And that game got away from him. It was just uh, amazing. Then you go back to 2018 D Ford lines up off sides. Brady throws an interception, which is negated Patriots winning overtime. Uh, my point here is they're a couple plays away here from going from their fifth straight Super Bowl this year. I mean, they're really close here to going the last four Super Bowls. Uh, to me, you know, I know they lost Tyree Kill, but you guys mentioned it's just part of the league. You got to get cheaper. You got to get younger. I thought they did a nice job of retooling, adding, you know, Sky Moore, who I think is going to be a big time player, the wide receiver from Western Michigan. They got Purdue's uh, pass rusher, Karloffis, late in the draft, even McDuffie from Washington. So uh, I thought they got a little younger. Uh, I still opt with Mahomes, who I think is the best quarterback. Reed, who knows how to, you know, call plays, design an offense. Uh, if you're looking for a sleeper, Juju Smith-Schuster, to mm. me, all these years with Pittsburgh, I mean, Roethlisberger, I mean, we watched it. He couldn't throw the ball more than 10 or 12 yards. He's <laughs> going to be, I think, revitalized here with Mahomes, uh, a creative offense. To me, it's still the Chiefs. You can get him at plus money. I know it's it's nothing sexy here in terms of the price, but getting the Chiefs at plus money, I have a hard time looking past them. I know the Chargers are good. My issue with the Chargers, you guys mentioned the coach, all the fourth down stuff, which looks some of it I like, some of it I don't. I think it got a little out of control. Um, 17 road games. They don't. Play, they have no home field advantage. Right, every, no. every home game is a road game. Every road game is a road game. Not just the fact that you don't get home games, which is so big in the NFL, but the psychological effect of every week you're on the road and it's just like you're, you're in your own building and, and all the fans are rooting for the other team. It's just I think that wears on you a little bit. Uh, to me, the biggest question in this division is Wilson because 2020, not that long ago, a year and a half ago, first half of the season, he was the runaway favorite for MVP. 
Second half of the year, he played poorly. Last year, he played poorly and got hurt. Uh, what Wilson are we seeing? Because if we see peak Wilson, Denver is certainly in this mix and could win this division and as good as any of these teams. Uh, if he's not, then they're not going to be a factor. So to me, Wilson's the biggest you know, question mark X factor in this division. Yeah, you know, Will, one uh, uh, X factor to me, too, could be coaches. Like, you just talked about Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy is in his final year, too, as the offense coordinator there, I believe, with this contract situation. But it's hard to say these words, but I'm going to say them, oh. that Andy Reid has underachieved when you think about how many Super Bowl opportunities he's really had, right? Uh, and I think he's won has he in his career he's won one Super Bowl as That's head it? coach just yeah. one this one so think about this for a minute and okay factor in Staley you know, okay he's a new kid he's kid genius or whatever uh, and then think about Hackett as a new guy but yet the win totals are elevated for both of those franchises now factor in Josh McDaniels as a coordinator has won six Super Bowls right play caller uh, has has to prove himself as a head coach so. To me, as a better, I'm looking at coaches that way. Uh, Will, are you thinking at, at all about the coaching situations, or is this purely uh, a roster situation when it comes to the AFC West for you? It's a little both, and I totally agree with you on Andy Reid. Uh, I do think, you know what, I mean, his his record after buys has always been famous for being really good. I think he's good at getting his teams prepared. Uh, and again, you can go a little deeper here with the discipline of the team. Uh, you know, remember his son, was basically drinking on the job, driving mm -hmm. a couple years yeah. ago. You wonder if, if you know he gets a little too loose. But I think in terms of designing an offense, preparing a team, he's still really good. You know, you worry about him in big spots in terms of calling the timeouts, game management, that that kind of thing. I think it's a, a good point to bring up. Uh, McDaniel's again. I don't know what we get out of McDaniel's. I think, like you said, he's won six Super Bowls as a coordinator. Remember, he had that little stint with the Broncos, what, 12, 13 years ago, went 6-0. and They quickly fired him, and he's bounced around as a coordinator since. So I wonder if second time around he'll be a little bit better as a head coach. I thought he kind of got a raw deal that first time with Denver. So uh, it, it's a great division. Like you guys said, this is the best division I can really remember. I mean, this yeah. is just a loaded division. The Raiders are the fourth-best team, and they made the playoffs last year. So uh, I think they'll all beat each other up. I don't think any of these teams are getting like 13, 14 wins with how good this division is. Probably 11, 12 gets it done. So – uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's Look, we're a month away from the Hall of Fame game. It'll be here before we know it. Well, the funny thing is the narrative street, right? Andy mm -hmm. Reid's a made man once he won one Super Bowl with Patrick yeah. Mahomes, right? Mike McCarthy's a bum, and he's won one Super yeah. Bowl, too, when he went over there in Rodgers. But he can't coach. So those are the things that we say out there, and people just take them as gospel. So I'm kind of with you guys on Reid in totality here that may be underachieved with the window that's been open as long as it has been with the Chiefs in a spectacular Hall of Fame quarterback to be in Patrick Mahomes. Let's get to Think about this, too. They're, they're down 10 on defense. I mean, the 49ers were up 10 with the ball in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's a very hard game to win, and the Chiefs end up not only winning it, but winning it by 10 points. But, yeah, it's a good point. A few first downs from the 49ers up 10 with the ball that game's over and we're looking at Reed completely differently. I, I totally agree. It's a good point. And an overthrow by Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's why yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo can't play right. quarterback because right. of that overthrow. That's the way we, we, we make those narrative street comparisons. Uh, let's get back to baseball a little bit here today. And I want to talk about those Metropolitans. What a win yesterday on Keith Hernandez day for those Mets with uh, the, the Marlins just making all kinds of errors uh, all over the yard. One that Keith Hernandez would have scooped up by the way, to save the game for, uh, for Miami. But I look at it here. It's, it's Sandy day for the Marlins. And he's going to go up against Taiwan Walker here. And I know you have a play and I think it's going to involve those starting pitchers and maybe uh, a low total here in the first five. Yeah, I went under first five, and it's funny watching the Marlins because growing up, Mattingly was my favorite player. 
Uh, and he was so, you know, defensively sound, fundamentally sound. His teams just are horrible in terms of fundamentals. The Mets won that game yesterday. They're down a run, two outs in the ninth, a couple, uh, two outs in the tenth, a couple of ground balls, and they win the game. One back to the pitcher, one back to third base. It's just, it's a horribly uh, sort of managed team. They're just, they're a mess in terms of the fundamentals. But uh, like you said, it's Sandy Day for the Marlins. He is the Cy Young favorite uh, in the NL Alcantara. Look, when you throw 100 miles an hour and you have 20 inches of run on your two-seamer, it's just hard to hit Yeah, I know the Mets have seen him here now. This is the third time in the last few weeks. But to me, uh, this is like a 1-1, 2-1 game after five. Walker's pitched really well here for the Mets. Uh, you wonder here if there's a little bit of a look-ahead spot because, as you know, Dave, the Mets get the Braves for three games mm-hmm. starting tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, I-, I will go the under the first five as the Mets – are, uh, are saving Scherzer for tomorrow against Atlanta, which I think is a pretty good move. Yeah, how about that? You know, maybe mental fatigue, too, as we approach the All-Star break, because we saw the Yankees have a, a fielding oh. era as well, and that kind of led them, that did them in against mm-hmm. Boston. Uh, what about Tampa uh, and Cincinnati? What are you seeing in this matchup, uh, Will, in, in terms of this game and how you're playing it? Yeah, I'm, I'm boring today. Uh, under first five, uh, I believe it's four. Lodolo going for the Reds and Boz going for Tampa. Two of the better pitching prospects in baseball. Boz was the 12th pick overall. Lodolo was the seventh pick overall. Uh, both these guys have had injuries, but Boz had a bad start in June when he came back. Since then, he has not allowed more than one run run in any of those starts. Uh, Lodolo, the last time out against the Mets, eight strikeouts, three hits, no runs. So, should be an under, I think, a low-scoring start to this one. Wander Franco's out for the Rays, which is a big bat. So I'm going to go under four in the first five of this one. Uh, Braves, uh, the winning machine that they've been in this uh, in June and July here to start off. Ian Anderson on the bump today. Pretty good play at home. You going to back him? Yeah, under, uh, I'm going to go uh, first five minus a half a run. I don't really want to lay the minus 210. Anderson hasn't been great, but if you can lay a half a run in the first five, you basically just have to be winning after five innings. Can somebody check the schedule? It seems like the Braves play the Nationals or the Pirates <laughs> or the Reds every single day. I mean, they, they beat up on these bad teams every single day. Can we Can we? You know, get a look here and make sure this schedule is balanced. It doesn't seem like it is, Dave. <laughs> doesn't seem fair as a Metropolitan fan. I'll tell you that. That's for damn sure. Hey, we'll appreciate it as always on a Sunday, my friend. Enjoy the rest. And yet, every time I look up at Nick Kyrgios, he's yelling at the chair. He's just yelling. He's just going nuts at that chair umpire. So I feel for him today, too. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter as I do it. Not the Will Hill. When we come back, and talk a little bit more of the NFL and also keep updating what's going on overseas. Come on back. Hour number two of the Lombardi line. I'm Eason, the Sports betting now. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. On Sunday, you can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game, and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport regardless of your bets out, regardless of your bets out, regardless of your bets out, regardless of your At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.